Hi Emma, this is Sudip here. Good to see you again. Um, I'm happy to be here in Singapore. So greetings and salutations to you. It's so today, uh, to our listeners, uh, welcome to the program, uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, sales and marketing. Mm. And uh, I think that's going to be a very interesting topic, especially in the fact that how we actually position this for the nonprofits. But before I I, I start, like I, I like I always do, I like to just do a small introduction about you. And I've known Emma for a long time, and uh, she's the founder and MD of Asia Leaders Forum, and uh, currently she's actually doing a lot of work. Uh, not just for for leaders in particular, but also for a sector. In this case, we're talking about the third sector and nonprofits, which is why I'm here in Singapore. So maybe I'll I'll get Emma to talk a little bit more about this organization. So Emma, please tell us uh, why did you set up this organization called the Asia Leaders Forum, and what made you think that it's going to be relevant today? Hi, Sudeep. Thanks for being in Singapore and and uh, doing this interview. Um, yeah, Asia Leaders Forum. Uh, is there because the most senior leaders of multinational businesses are finding it very hard to meet other senior leaders of international businesses. Um, there's a lot of networking as there is I think in every big city these days uh, but a lot of it is very low level. Um, they don't really get to the nut of the problem. There's a lot of preamble, introduction, um, even sales, dare I say it, um, a lot of the, the presentations are sort of teasers towards selling something and these leaders are too busy to do that for any length of time and also they want to get, they just want to ask the questions that they have. So my uh, group it comes together quite frequently uh, and for those who are in town because they're traveling 60 to 90 percent of their time uh, most weeks they're on the road, so I just try and catch them when they're here and uh, give them the opportunity to ask the questions that they have. Now that can be about uh, artificial intelligence, blockchain, um, business strategies across the various uh, territories in the region, uh, sales strategies, you know, anything that's on their mind they can talk about. And, and it's particularly aimed at those very senior people. And that's interesting. It's like, uh, it's like bringing a nun well, an informal conversation to a, into a formal context, I guess, right? Bringing everybody to a room and talking about those issues, right? Yes, yes. And that's interesting. And so, uh, let's go to this topic where that's really your specialty about sales and, and marketing. Uh, maybe you can actually give some pointers and some, uh, maybe some views to this issue about the difference between sales and marketing, or maybe the similarities as well. Hmm. Well, sales and marketing are always put together and they are part of a continuum in terms of getting the message about what you're doing out to the market in the most effective way possible. And I, you know, there's a lot of talk these days about social selling and I kind of object. If you look at my LinkedIn profile, you'll find I object to that term because I think the difference between sales and marketing is that marketing is done remotely. It's done through... Uh, interactive platforms and online generalized conversations, mailings, thought leadership, um, even some sort of events. The one-to-many is marketing. And the sales really comes in the one-to-one. -one. You want to understand the purpose of having an individual person talking to another individual or small group is to get more understanding and to tailor the message you're taking out there to the individuals in front of you, to the particular organization who's there. 
because otherwise you can do that in thought leadership or a generalized paper. Um, but the thing about sales is that you have to be able to explain in detail how your solution meets their needs. So you have to understand their need first and foremost. And then once you have that understanding, so that understanding comes through asking questions and, and being a bit challenging. And this is where re more recently, you know, from the 80s, it was a, they had a system called always be closing. So this is the awful side of sales, which is, so if I could help you find a way to do blah, 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 you would buy from me, right? And everyone runs a mile from that. So they, they slowly, and people still do that, but they've moved towards the idea of asking challenging questions and understanding issues to say, so you want to do this and you've tried to do that. So why do you think that didn't work? And what would really need to change in order for you to get there? And why did you think my solution was a possible fit for you? And so getting them to actually understand themselves in that conversation and, and articulate to you what it is that they're trying to do and what they really believe the problem to be. As a salesperson, I would say very frequently, you know, that people don't often understand their own problems. And when you say the customer's always right, they're of course right to express in whatever way what they think their problem is, but often they express it very poorly. And then the things that they say they want, they don't actually want. So there's a big gap between what they say and what you must understand and turn around into an acceptable, palatable, reasonable response that hopefully they will go forward with and buy, do something, take action from. So um, that's your job as the salesperson is to be in front of the individual and have that conversation. So um, yeah, the difference is a distance issue and it's an interactive issue. Sales is much more interactive in a real human way than marketing can hope to be because they're one-to-many and you're one-to-one. -one. So the so in other words, the sales philosophy or the sales model has definitely evolved over time and it's really testing the customer to see whether they know what they actually want, right? Mm. And then eventually giving that aha moment uh, and hopefully clinching the deal there. Yep. So how does this, how do you bring this to a non-profit context uh, in how, uh, if I'm working in a non-profit organization and sales is an important component to my work uh, and I have to align it to my mission and goals, uh, how do you see this happening? Mm. And, and this is, uh, we've had a little pre-conversation now because I have never worked in a non-profit and I don't know how you work and what you're trying to do. What I imagine is that the word sales holds an amount of horror and uh, an element of not really wanting to do that. They don't want to feel that they are salespeople. That's somehow not a good thing. Um, but I hope from my last answer is what I'm trying to say is the selling is, is tailoring, it's needed, because if you have a complex proposition, you cannot write it down and expect people to understand it. They simply won't. So you need to be able to encourage them to, to talk about what it is that they, they think they want and get them to open up and build trust. If it's the kind of thing that you need to go out and have that conversation and the sums of money are significant enough for you to be wanting to do that, then sales is what you're doing because your sales is not trying to shoehorn something that doesn't fit into your given space although it's used very much that way right 
Let's be clear about that. That's why people feel disgust for sales, right? Because they do do that. But that's, in, in essence, salespeople will always be needed because you need someone who can articulate and, and take the knockbacks and go back for more and, and try and understand and keep going with it. The, the areas I find that are problems in sales, generally speaking, are a lack of preparation. I've worked for businesses who when I joined and I said, so what is it that you do? They said, oh, well, we sell to any businesses. And I said, well, you don't, you've got, you've got a current list of clients. What do they buy and why do they buy from you? Oh, well, we're really good and we can do anything. And it took me several weeks to actually go out and visit their clients and say, no, you don't do everything. You can do everything, but what you're really selling, the people who want to buy what you're selling are in this category. They do these things, they have these problems, they have this, le this level of budget and this level of complexity. If it gets too complex, you can do it, but it, it's not as good as other solutions out there. If it's too simple, they're simply not going to pay for your uh, infrastructure to make it happen. So this is your target. That's the first thing you need to do in order to go out with a message for sales. You need to understand who you are, what you're bringing and why you are different. Because although you are not facing your comp competitors and you don't want to necessarily hear about them, the person in front of you is speaking to those other people. They are looking for a variety of things and you're just one of the possibilities. So you need to go in and know where you're different and know how you benefit things and how what really works for you. So preparation is, is really important and knowing what your message is. And knowing then how you get people to articulate the things that you're asking for. So if you know that your differentiators are in a certain area, the conversation must, in a nice, gentle, realistic, human way, move towards those parts of it and say, are these really important to you? Because if those things are important to you, you know what? We are likely to be your solution, right? That's a great thing that you want to get out there. Um, the other thing that salespeople do is they go after too much sometimes uh, and generally speaking they don't look for quality they look for quantity you want to do the opposite you've got a limited amount of time you want to know through those differentiators you've identified how to reach the people that you really need and anyone who's not got those needs are not going to be useful to you and you're going to waste time on them so you want to go for quality um, closing You've got to go back. There's lots of uh, studies now that say it can take anywhere between 5 to 15 contacts with uh, a, a target or a potential client before they will respond. So, but a lot of, a lot of salespeople actually call a couple of times or send a couple of emails and that's it. They're, you're off the list, they've moved on. But you really need to keep going back and more and more these days with the distrust of sales you want to be able to uh, have a system that keeps people engaged you do need to keep people engaged you need to have events you need to have mail shots you need to have points of view thought leadership which is what sudeep's doing for iFirst international he's found a way to interview people about interesting topics to a point where you may be willing to buy his services but they need a reason to keep coming back to iFirst International and so you need to find a quality way of doing that. Some people don't use quality ways, they just try and give you fluff and news and fake stuff 
um, and that's the problem we're all, the, the headwind we're all facing. But you need to find a way to engage over a longer period of time. Um, and I think then the closing, really, you've got to get to a point where you say, I've told you this, you say you want that, we've thought about this, I've given you a proposal, it's in your ballpark budget, are we good to go? You've got to ask that final question, um, whether it's as bold as that or whether you edge towards it. But if you don't ask it, you're just going to keep going around in circles. You need to be able to, and there's some some sales skills involved in that. There are things, techniques um, about handling objections, listening skills. Um, you can't just necessarily throw yourself into it and assume you'll be good at it. I knew a guy, my first sales job, he was internal to the business and I was in sales. And people internal to the business look at salespeople and think, ah, you're on an easy, it's easy money for you. Look at all the money you earn and it's easy job. I could do that job. Well, he came out to sales and within a maximum a year, it might have been shorter, he was back inside. Because the need to keep going, the, the calling people, the having the same conversations, the being charming when you when you really are frustrated, uh, those are things that you need to handle to be able to do it. And and you need an outgoing bubbly person uh, who keeps that motivation. I call salespeople quite unit linked because they you know rather they're not they're not the steady steady people. They're the kind of people who are up on a high and then they have a bad day and that's the end. It's a disaster. And the next morning they'll get up and they'll do it again. Um, they, they're very optimistic, um, they're full of ideas. Sometimes they, they go too much in, in trying to push their ideas at you. But the best salespeople will have chats, they'll stay in touch, they're very genuine. Um, you don't have to be this terrible schmoozy person that you, you think of as a salesperson. That's a very old-fashioned view of sales. Think of it as somebody who's trying to get to the bottom of a, of a question so that they can give you the best possible answer. But don't waste too much time doing that and be too nice about it. You need to, you're, if you're there to sell something, you need to get the yes, no and move forward as far as possible. So you, I'm afraid you'll have to pick the bones out of that <laughs> in terms of which things apply to you. But from what, uh, what you've said, Sudeep, these are... Uh, these are, you know, these are just as, as, as relevant to a non-profit and how they may want to use salespeople um, as, as, as any multinational or, or profit-driven organization. And I think from what I've been told, that you're really only, a non-profit's really only going to use salespeople when they have a complex proposition and the numbers involved are relatively high so that it's worth having them involved. They may not do it for free. They may not be cheap people to have around. They may even not be easy people to have around hands up but if you want somebody to keep going and get the proposition through to your targets sales is one way to do it and so that's 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 a very nice way of uh, putting it into some form of closure and uh, but i like to just give it a, some kind of summary here that the nonprofits do really need to look at this <clears throat> it's not something that we can actually take it for granted that it's it's not going to be part of the portfolio um, but I think what you've just mentioned, you've articulated four very important areas. Uh, those things can be brought in into the nonprofit sector. It's not something that is uh, exclusive just for uh, you know the corporate or for whatever. Mm. So that's very useful, very articulate uh, uh, sharing uh, from your side, Emma. I'm sure those listeners out there who are perhaps very interested in this area would like to link up with you. Mm. Uh, care to share your, your details? 
Uh, you'll find me on LinkedIn under Emma Boyd Singapore. Uh, my business is called Palace Strategy and I run the Asia Leaders Forum under the, the Palace Strategy brand. So if you find me there, I'm happy to link uh, with, with anybody who would like to have conversations. Maybe the, your listeners are interested to know why you and I are meeting as well, is that part of the Asia Leaders Forum, I have started a group who are interested in working with nonprofits. So they're multinational experienced corporate people and maybe they have a little bit of space in their diaries to do something with a greater purpose and I, I reached out to my old friend Sudeep uh, knowing he'd been in this area a long time to try and make that work a little bit better than it does at the moment because I think there are two different kind of characters if you like coming together corporate and the non-profit one thinks a lot about the dollar the other one thinks a lot about the heart and how can we bring those two things together more effectively to benefit everybody? Uh, but you know, I think there are things to learn um, for the corporates in, in thinking about such an endeavor. And that's what Sudeep's gonna share with the group today, uh, some learnings about getting involved in nonprofits as a corporate person, and how better to do that. And there you have it, Emma Boyd. That's E-M-M-A-B-O-Y-D. Yep. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Emma. Really happy to have, have this uh, conversation with you. So this is Dr. Sudhi Mohandas from iFirst International. Remember, our mission is to professionalize the nonprofit sector or any cause-based organization or enterprise such as able to achieve their impact on the ground. To do that, we focus on the issues that matter at the board and management level. You can check us out on www.ifirstinternational.com.